We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's freaking go. The Lakers end the road trip, the Grammy road trip, 4-2. They end the dreadful seven-game span, 5-2. and two. Just as I said they needed to be, they end it 5-2. and two. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to LakersNation.com. Post-game post show, I am your host, Sean Spaces Davis. We got a lot to dive into on tonight's show. So make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe here to LakersNation.com YouTube channel. Ring that post notification bell as well so you guys can stay up to date with all the crazy rumors, news, and the latest uh, up-to-date information regarding Los Angeles Lakers as we get ready for the trade deadline that is coming up. It's coming up fast. The trade deadline is Thursday, February 8th at 3 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Pacific. What will the final version of this Lakers team look like? We shall see. Uh, let's take a look at the box score here really, really quickly. I mean, shout out this Lakers team. They, they got the job done. It wasn't pretty, especially late. Especially late. The Lakers made that game way harder than it needed to be. Three players for the Lakers with 25 or more points. D'Angelo Russell, 26 points. Uh, sorry, 28 points, six assists, tw- 10 of tw- uh, blah, 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 10 of 21 shooting, five of 12 from three, 28, six points, uh, 28 points, six assists. Excuse me, LeBron James, 26 points, seven rebounds, four, seven assists. I'm reading this all backwards today. 26 points, four rebounds. There we go, seven assists, shot 12 of 22 from the field. That is without shooting and making a three. Tonight for LeBron. Um, and then Anthony Davis. I mean, I would assume I wasn't able to, to catch the mainstream tonight, but I would assume that Austin Reeves, I'm sorry, that Anthony Davis won superstar of the night because 26 points, 15 rebounds, 11 assists, two steals, sorry, two block, three blocks, and only two turnovers. Anthony Davis, what he was able to do tonight was magical. And that was what one A's do. And I've been talking about Anthony Davis a lot recently in, in terms of um, with his playmaking as of late. I had been arguing that Anthony Davis, because of the playmaking, 
tick that we have seen over the past month makes him a top 10 offensive player. And the reason why I said that was because now we are at the point where it's almost a detriment to your to your defense to double AD. Like we are now very like quickly approaching that point. I never thought we would get there. I never thought we would get there. How Anthony Davis has regressed as sorry, progressed as a passer over the you know past you know year. Yeah, I mean, go back to last year to like last month. Then the gap between like last month and now, or really like the start of 2024 to now, it's crazy. We're already a month into 2024. And you see just the progress. You see just the progress, the progress that Anthony Davis has really, really made on that side of the floor. Um, with with his passing, and it makes him a top ten playmaker, or not playmaker, excuse me. It makes him a top ten offensive engine in the NBA, in my opinion. I mean, he can score with the best of them, elite lob or elite play finisher. Like he he's legitimately insane. He's legitimately insane. Uh, forty six times six point five. 299. So when we filter out this data amongst players, <clears throat> amongst players' efficiency in the post, including pass outs, Anthony Davis is the third best post player in the NBA this year. Out of the top 29 players, Anthony Davis is the third best post player in the NBA in terms of points per possession. It's Kristaps, it's Jokic, and it's him. Um, if you look at effective field goal percentage, uh, Anthony Davis is eighth, right? Just AD's ability to find the doubles and make the next read. And he's making some like second level reads that like backup point guard, high level backup point guards, or even some, some quality starters are making right now. So I can't speak enough of Anthony Davis's praises. Once again, guys, welcome in from YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Gonna be taking your questions and comments throughout the night. Any super chats are greatly appreciated. They are the easiest way to get your comment answered live on the show. And I'll also be trading, uh, not trading. Jeez, I'm thinking about the trade line too much. I will also be reading as many uh other comments that I can as well. Start off with a super chat. Appreciate you, super dope hip hop. Miles Bridges, last 20, 23, 7, and 4. One and one in on 47%, 80, uh, 41%, and 87% efficiency. Yeah, Miles Bridges is having a, a really good stretch of basketball. He had some insane shots tonight. Like, I mean, Brandon Miller hit some tough shots too, to the point where I was like, okay, yeah, my bad for criticizing the uh, the Hornets for, for making that deal. Um, yeah, I mean, like, Good grief, man. Brandon Miller was insane tonight. And then, like I said, um, I mean, Miles Bridges really hit some crazy shots. Like, some of them, you're, you just throw your hands up in the air and pray. I, I, I don't know what you do on a few of those. Uh, Let's see. Sean says Orbit. Sean, 
This whole trading deal thing started upset me more than it should. Boy has been on fire lately. What what part in is it is it really just the fact that Dilo's playing well that's upsetting you and that's why you don't or Dilo's playing so well and the fact that he's in trade rumors is that what's upsetting you? I just want clarification there. But Dilo was always gonna be involved in trade rumors. And I know Dilo kind of had like I have to go back here and, and watch the actual video. But I know Dilo kind of like a a, a weird-ish response post game but what he said was factual like at the end of the day D'Angelo Russell does have a contract that um that is easy enough is pretty easy to trade right like it it it, it does okay uh trying to see Really, really quickly. Um, make sure there's nothing on Twitter right now. All right, sorry. Just making sure that uh, that we are we are missing anything. I am uh, I am paranoid right now. That so so this is what Dilo said on the uh, on post game. Right, this is what Dilo said on post game. Dilo says, I can't control that my contract may set to be traded, so just play. When asked about waiving his implied no trade clause this summer, he said, I just thought it made sense. I know what the requirements are to be sexual to be successful to be here. Um I, I will say this. If I'm Dilo, I would have kind of just not waived my no trade clause. I don't know. I I feel like I I, I don't know. But anyway. D'Lo is technically correct, right? When D'Angelo Russell, when D'Angelo Russell signed that contract, he was always gonna be a, a guy that would be circulating around the, the the trade, you know, the trade mill, uh, rumor mill, just because of his contract, right? Um, and it sucks. They look at a lot of the guys Lakers might want. If the Lakers wanted to be to get Bruce Brown, it's D'Lo or it's Bruce Brown, right? If the Lakers wanted D'Lo or DeJounte, it's D'Lo or DeJounte. If they wanted DeJounte, it's likely a D'Lo trade, right? So that that's that's always was the case, right? Now, if you were to ask me at 1047 Eastern time, 747 Pacific, 748 now, on February 5th, do I think D'Angelo Russell gets traded? My answer is no. I don't think D'Angelo Russell gets traded. Because I do think that the Lakers are going to kind of have that same mindset of, ah, oh, man, ah, oh, shucks. D'Lo's been so good for the past month. Let's not trade him. I really think that's what they're going to do. And I'm not saying that's the right or wrong answer, necessarily. What I am saying is that's kind of an emotional decision. That's kind of an emotional decision to say, ah, oh, man, Dilo, Dilo's played so well over the past month. Let's not trade him because he's played so well. That's an emotional decision, in my opinion. Because that is essentially ignoring a much larger sample size, a calendar year worth of sample size, for a month. 
Especially if there's a good deal on the table. I don't know, man. I, I don't think they trade Elo. Comment here. Hey, Sean, they reached a 5-2 uh, and two optimistic record target. Um, hold on one sec. Oh, sorry. They uh they they reached optimistic five and two record target man. I know your takeaway from this stretch. And would you still do any trades? If yes, please share your most realistic move. We appreciate the end up comment. I'll leave it up on the screen while we talk about it. Um, my biggest takeaway is the Lakers' defensive problems are all schematic. Like I, I think we've seen for stretches over the the seven game stretch, for stretches over the seven game stretch. Um. For moments, rather, I make the wording a little more clean. We've seen for for brief moments over the, these last seven games, where the Lakers have really figured some things out and have been able to defend. Definitely didn't see it against Golden State. Definitely didn't see it against uh, Houston or Atlanta. You really saw it against Boston, though. You really saw it against the Knicks, though. And I thought for moments tonight you saw it, right? Can the Lakers defensively get back to some semblance of what they were on that end? Even before Vando got back, they were good defensively, right? So it's not a Vando thing. Now, granted, they had Cam, they had Van, uh, they had uh, Gabe for a, a couple of games. But can they get back to being good on that end and keep up what they've been doing offensively? Because essentially, since December tenth or whatever, no, I'll go I'll make it a little bit further. Since Christmas. The Lakers have been a good offense, legitimately. They're right around top 12 in terms of uh, effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage. Um, as a matter of fact, I can give you guys the exact numbers. I'll give you guys the exact numbers here. Um, so just bear with me. This is all accessible, by the way, due to the NBA.com Um tracking data or just advanced stats this is very easily be easily accessible so if we go back and we filter this out there we go okay so can't do that one so we filter out ever since christmas day offensive rating the lakers are 18th Defensive rating the Lakers are 20th. But like I said, you go to true shooting percentage, effective field goal percentage, effective field goal percentage, the Lakers are 13th. True shooting percentage, the Lakers are ninth, actually. Right? The problem is the Lakers have turned the ball over like freaking crazy since then. The Lakers are a bottom half turnover percentage team, and they are still the worst offensive rebounding team in the league. So they're just not generating enough shots essentially, to get an a, you know, even higher offensive uh, percentage, uh, offensive net rating, excuse me, offensive rating, because the Clippers are a top six offensive rebounding team, and the Clippers are a top 12 turnover team, so they do a good job taking care of the ball. I'm just reading off some of the top offenses and offensive rating. The Suns, number two in offensive rating. The Suns are number... They're 20th in, in offensive rebound percentage, but the Suns are Suns are actually like awful in turnover percentage. Suns are the second highest turnover percentage, but that's where it, it just pays to be the best shooting team in the league. Suns are first in, in effective field goal percentage and first in true shooting percentage. 
So that's kind of the formula there. The Jazz, third in offense in offensive rating, second in offensive rebound percentage, and you know they are twenty fifth in uh, turnover percentage. So what I'm saying is essentially the Lakers just aren't generating enough shots. Um, because they're not a good rebounding team offensively, and they do turn the ball over a ton, and they're not, while they are shooting the ball well, they're not this insane shooting team. So that's why you see the where they are, right? So can you be this team that's all in all probably a middle-of-the-pack offense, but be a really good defense, and that's a team that can win a title, in theory. And then a realistic trade, do you go get Nick Richards and Cody Martin? Cody Martin didn't play tonight. Do you go get Dorian Finney? I think I think Dorian Finney Smith is the most realistic thing right now. And then you got a great follow-up question right here. Who do you think is better defensively, DFS or Vando? Vando. I do think Vando's better defensively. Um yeah. Bobby Porter's just joined uh Nick Richards evaluation. I like him. I still like him, man. There's a few plays late. Excuse me. There were a few plays late where the Hornets started hedging and blitzing Lakers ball screens. And I'm like, that. Give me that. And that's what Nick Richards does a really, really nice job of. He is a great hedging big, blitzing big. He, he does a great job as being this mobile big. Um, I'm a fan of his game. Good screen. Good uh, pick and roll guy as well. I'm a big fan. I'm a fan. Um, let's see. What else we got here in the chat? So I think, how, how about we play a game? Let's, let's play a game, chat. And we can use this to run through the rest of the show. We're going to roll through. I'm going to pull up the Lakers roster. And we're going to roll through this entire team. And we're going to play, I'm going to give you guys like a percentage, right, of how confident, and you guys, what you guys play along, of how confident you are that they are still Lakers come Thursday afternoon, Thursday at 4 p.m., right? So, for example, Anthony Davis, 100%. Anthony Davis will be a Laker come Thursday afternoon, right? LeBron James, 100%. LeBron James is going to be a Laker come Thursday afternoon. Another one, because you actually can't trade him, is uh, Jared Vanderbilt, 100%. He will be a Laker come the Thursday afternoon. All right. So, now that we understand the rules, I think I got all the obvious ones out of the way. So, let, let's get in the nitty-gritty. Let's get, let, let, let's get it cracking. Not, enough of the... Enough of the, uh, you know, the, the childish games. Let's let's get right into the fire. Torian Prince, 100%. <laughs> Torian Prince will be a Laker. I mean, just contract and Darvin Ham. There, there's no chance in hell Darvin Ham allows him to walk out the door. Um, in all seriousness, Austin Reeves. Where are we at? Austin Reeves has essentially only been brought up in one trade, and it's not even really from the Lakers' side. It's from the, the Hawks' side. It's Austin or nothing. Where are we at, Austin Reeves? Chad, I got a few. I got 90. I got 
85, 55%. Okay. I am at like a 95%. I think Austin Reeves is here. I think unless something unforeseen happens or like Rob Palenka gets drunk and like answers the phone and says or just calls them up on like a drunk text or something like that, like calling a girl that you want to make amends with or something. That's a very bad attempt at a relationship analogy. Shout out the optimist Peralta. I think Austin Reeves is a Laker. So maybe that's more like a 98% than a 95 but the fact of the matter is, <laughs> Choco Thunder says, Rob is blackmailed, LOL. I think Austin Reeves is a Laker come Thursday afternoon. Give me 95%. Um, next up, Rui Hachimura. Where are we at with Rui? Come trade deadline, 3 o'clock Eastern. This is probably the toughest one. Where are we at? I got 90, 75, 55, 50. I will say this, and I tweeted this out. I'm going to say it here for the first time. I'm going to try my best to, like, make sure that the numbers align with how my feelings are. If I had to put, like, I don't want to say money. If I had to guess who's the most likely to be traded, my number one answer would be Rui Hachimura. So my percentage is like 40%. I am not that confident that Rui Hachimura is a Laker come Thursday afternoon. I love Rui. I actually thought he had a pretty nice game tonight. I thought he made some plays. He had a stretch. I want to say like right after halftime where it felt like, like it was like he just dominated the game for a three-minute stretch with Braun on the floor. And that's refreshing, right? But I really do just think that he's kind of like the odd man out. He doesn't fit as much because and it really is. It's not even his fault. It's more or less like just consistent opportunities. It's consistent opportunities, whether it's minutes, whether it's play calling. Like, I I, I feel the least confident that Rui Hachimura is a Laker out of basically anybody come Thursday. So give me 40%. Um, yeah. I just don't really, really see it. I don't see it. Chat, how are you guys feeling? Uh, still feel Gabe will be traded more than Rui. I understand that. Do I agree that Rui is better than DFS? Yes, I do. But I think DFS has a more simplified role that I don't think this Lakers team can mess up. And therefore, he fits better next to Bron and AD. Wow, it's 85%. I don't, I, I, even if I was like more optimistic on them keeping Rui, I still don't think I could be that optimistic. I still don't think I could be that optimistic that they were to keep Rui. All right, next up, we are going to shift over and let's go to Gabe Vincent. Let's go to Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent dealing with the injury. Gabe Vincent is reportedly going to be back around mid, not mid, excuse me, around early March. That is the new report. Is Ace going to be back early March? Chat where we at on, or and let us know in the comment section down below, where are you guys at on <laughs> Gabe Vincent? 25% for Gabe Vincent. 
Okay, we got very op. This might be the most polarizing one so far. I got a hundred percent. I got twenty five percent. Um. All right, Gay Vincent. I am actually at like a sixty percent. And Trevor made a really good point about like Gay Vincent and the fact that Gay Vincent is going to be back to early March might even make this more of the uh, more of the uh, more of the case. You're going to have to attach something to Gabe to get something right now there is also a world where you can trade gabe to try to get off the long-term salary maybe don't even like get anything back really but i think there is a part of the lakers especially with his market and trade value not being that high anyway i do think there is a there is a part of the lakers that wants to believe that Gabe can still help. And I want to believe that still. Because I think Gabe still makes a hell of a lot of sense for this team. I think Gabe's point of attack ability, his ability to space the floor, be another secondary playmaker, is something the Lakers could actually use. But at the same time, his salary makes too much sense. He's around, I think he's at $11 million this season. I, I, I think the Lakers could very easily par ways with Gabe. But they're going to have to attach an asset to Gabe to make it worth it for the other team. So that's why I'm really calling the bind. Give me 60%. I'm more confident than not, I think, technically, that Gabe's back. I think. I think. All right. Let's move on to Max Christie. Max Christie has had a few really, really good games in a row. I think he's really starting to flash his potential. Another guy that has finally starting to get some consistent opportunities. Um, he played tonight. How many minutes did Max play? It's not even like he's getting a ton of like looks in the offense. Max, 18 minutes tonight. Six points, three rebounds. I think the past three or four games or so, he's been really, really solid for the Lakers. Where are we at? 100%. 95%. 100%. 90%. I view 80% the lowest I've seen so far. I view Max the same way I view Austin. In the sense of, I highly, highly doubt it. So, like, it, it, I, it would have to be something to where... Now, it doesn't have to be to the, to the spectacle that and and that's probably the wrong wording but like it does have to be as grand as something that it would take for the lakers to make an austin reeves trade but i do think the lakers organizationally really value max i think the lakers know that he's super young and just has a really like easy skill set that they might want to keep around it's a team-friendly rookie scale contract like uh choco thunder says here in the chat I don't know. I think Max is back. I'm going to put 95% on that as well. Same number I had on Austin Reeves. I would be really, really shocked if Austin or Max are traded come Thursday. Chad wants to do JHS, so let's do it. Jalen Hood-Shafino, the 17th overall pick in this year's NBA draft. Where are we at? What are the odds that Jalen Hood-Shafino is still a Laker? How confident are you? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jeez, somebody said 25%. 50. 50, 50. Where did I have D? What did Rui at? Rui at 40? Okay. 10, 10% is insane. Okay. So I had Rui at 40. So kind of to keep it with some similar logic, I'm going to go 50. I think it's a dead even split on JHS, right? I think there is a very realistic outcome where, you know, the Lakers try to package Ruby or they try to package somebody else. And to add another decent asset JHS is just going to be thrown into the deal. I think that's what it would be, right? Obviously, you're not building a trade around him. You're building a trade, and you're throwing him in as a as a flyer for potential down the line and for, you know, like maybe, maybe like a random salary filler, right? I don't know. I, I think Gabe and Jay – no, let me backtrack. Stick with JHS. JHS, 50%. 50%. I, I can really, really see... What what have... Uh, I Gabe at 60? I'm going to drop Gabe. I'm going to drop Gabe to 50. So let's go Rui 40, Gabe 50, JHS 50. There we go. So I, I, I can... I, I think it's a split timeline. It's a split timeline for, for both of those guys. All right, Jackson Hayes is up next. Chat, how do we think about Jackson? Is Jackson Hayes? I, I think it's pretty likely. I think it's pretty likely that Jackson Hayes is going to be a Laker. I don't even want to talk about this one as much. Jeez, a lot of the chat thinks he's gone. Okay, okay it, for the people that are saying 25% why do you think Jackson Hayes is gone? It's not like, are the Lakers trying to get rid of that player option that bad? I'm curious. 
And it's not how much you want him gone. It's how much you think he's going likely to be gone. Uh, Trevor said he's likely to be moved to get into luxury tax for next year, I'm assuming. If we're talking about next year, then, then that makes sense. For the player option. Because it's it's likely to, like, he, he might pick it up. So, with that being said, and with that being mine, I forgot about the luxury tax uh, thing there. I mean, like, just how likely is that Jackson Ace is a filler? Okay, okay, let me let me write this out. We're, we're going to map this out a little bit more professionally here. I got a marker on me. Gonna going to write this now. All right. And by the way, if you guys can't tell, I am definitely saving D'Angelo Russell for last. All right. Oh, man. I think I'm going to go 50 again. No, I think Jack Sades is probably gone. Let's go 40. Let's go 40. Let's go 40. I think Jackson A's is gone. More than likely, based off that. And then we have uh we have JHS. And uh Gabe. JHS and Gabe are at 50%. Ruby and Hayes are at 40%. Um, yeah. All right. Last one. Last one. D'Angelo Russell. Is D'Angelo Russell a Laker come Thursday afternoon? This is probably the toughest one. Chat on the YouTube side. Let me know. In the comments, let me know as well what your thoughts are. 1%, 60, 45. Uh, Oh, man. If you asked me two weeks ago, I'd say D'Lo's gone. With like, some semblance of confidence in me. You ask me today. I really think Delo's back. I, I think Delo's back. But I think that's a mistake. And Yovan talked about this a couple of weeks ago. So really quickly, to give you guys my official number, <clears throat> I'm going to go 65%. 65%. The Delo's back, right? Which means really quickly that my most likely moves, I think, are Ruby, Jackson, A's, JHS, and Gabe. I think those are the four that are most likely gone, right? But Yoba made a great point a couple of weeks ago. Talk about the Lakers don't trade Delo. It's essentially a lose-lose for you, right? It's either A, Delo balls out and he opts out and you have to make a decision on 
paying him for more, or he walks and you lose the asset. Or he sucks. <clears throat> he stinks it up in the playoffs again. And he picks up the option. Who knows how that affects your, your luxury tax stuff next season. And then when we're in the same spot next year, the the contract is even... I don't know. I, I, just think, I just think you're in a bad spot next. If basically either way. Now... I kind of talk myself out of the, like, he played bad thing. Because if he comes back, he's an expiring. Like, for sure an expiring. And that's the point Alvin makes. So, like, <clears throat> if he sucks and opts in, he's more valuable because he's expiring. But we don't want him to suck. You don't want Dilo to suck. Right? You're essentially rooting for him to fail, which is never a good idea, right? You can still trade Dilo next summer if he picks it up. Yeah, you can still yeah you could trade him, sure. But now, like if, if Dilo picks if Dilo picks up his his player option, it's probably because he didn't have like a so pleasant, you know, uh, uh, he had a not so pleasant playoff run again, which is a bad thing for the Lakers because we want him to succeed. To succeed, because if D'Lo succeeds, this team is good. This team like has a higher ceiling when D'Lo plays well, right? Same with Austin. But you can really tell it with, with D'Lo. D'Lo plays well, they have a higher ceiling. So you don't want to root for him to fail. You don't want anybody to root for fail to fail, to be completely honest, but especially D'Lo. <clears throat> so you're kind of in a lose-lose still. Now, yes, is the contract more valuable next year? Absolutely, because it's an expiring, like 100% expiring, whatever, right? But to get to that point, to get to the contract being valuable, he would have to be bad this year to end the year. And that's just not a good outcome for you. So I think the Lakers keep D'Lo. Somebody says here in the chat, let him have a great playoff run option out and re-sign them i mean sure but then you're you are fully committing to D'Lo austin braun 80 and with with little wriggle room like you are set you are saying this is our four this is our core we are set with these four we're we're good we're not doing anything this is our group and not saying there's anything wrong with that necessarily but luxury tax stuff and like kind of putting yourself in a hole. I don't know if that's ideal. I don't know, man. I think the Lakers bring him back. I, I I just don't think I don't think it, it's like the best long term move. I just don't sit, think it's the best long term move. So a recap. And I mean, I mean, screw it. Why not? Let, let's let's throw in the 2029 first round pick. Word of the odds that the Lakers keep the 2029 first round pick. This is going to be the lowest. I think the Lakers are trading in 2029 first round pick. I, I have that listed at 20%. Um, I think... 
and it's basically because like at any trade, I think they're gonna almost have to put in the the twenty twenty nine first round pick. Now, whether or not it's protected or not is like to be determined. But I almost guarantee you that pick is traded. And every team in the league wants that pick. So there it is. <clears throat> Chat. Thank you guys so 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 much. Um I want to check Twitter. One more time. Yeah, we're good. Hashtag we want Cody, baby. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning into LakersNation.com post post game show. Somebody says, what about Christian Wood? Christian Wood is dang. Thank you guys for tuning into LakersNation.com post post game show. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Got a groggy voice still, but I appreciate you guys sticking with me. Man, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up button and subscribe here to the channel. We got all the best Lakers content on the way, especially with the trade online on the way. Till next time, everybody. See ya. Stay safe. Go Lake Show. Got the W. Later, everybody. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.